raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Thrilled to be with you. Um, uh, Matt and Jonathan hanging out like they do every single morning. Tony is back, uh, I think, tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure about that. I'll get back to you on that in a little bit. Uh, some other things out there that I thought were interesting. Uh, this is from December of 2019, and I want to play it real bad. And the reason I want to play it real bad is it's an NPR interview with our current president, President Biden, and what's most important about what I'm playing and what you're supposed to listen to, and NPR is certainly not an organization that leans at all in any way, shape, or form to the right, but this is how they talked about Hunter Biden, business dealings, foreign relationships, everything, back in 2019, when it wasn't the version of story it is now and you weren't getting the accusation that conservatives are inflating and and creating a story that there's nothing there there. Uh, two and that uh, Biden definitely didn't do anything wrong. And the topic of conversation is that he was warned. Uh, he was warned by a lot of people or should have been warned by a lot of people uh, that it's a bad look for his son to be working with foreign companies to be put on the board at Burisma in Ukraine as certain things are happening, uh, where Biden is essentially releasing money, uh, all different kinds of things um, that that seem to have value and seem to have value then but were a less um, um, significant focal point, at least uh, for the uh, conservative side of the aisle. Uh, I don't know if that's actually true or the way I should say that, uh, but so much so that that it didn't feel like you had to lie. And now you have uh, all this media, and I played the supercut a little while ago. We'll play it again of uh, people saying over and over again, there's no proof. There's none whatsoever that the current president, former vice president did anything wrong. And here, I just want to play it because there's even a part at the end that's just sort of, um, and I, you know what, I'll say it this way, because uh, I think a lot of people are going to say that Biden is is leveraging uh, something painful that happened in his life to get out of a difficult question he doesn't want to answer. Even if this is an authentic answer, even if this is really where the human being that is uh, um, Joe Biden, President Biden, went in response to what's being talked about, it obviously isn't an answer to the question that has any value. It's It's moving on and saying something to the effect of, well, I didn't think about that as much as I should have because I had other stuff in my life going on. If you're the current vice president and your son is winding up on the board of a company in a, a you know a foreign country uh, that shouldn't be there, and if it looks real bad, it shouldn't matter whatever's going on in your life, however serious it is, it, that should still be something that you have concern about. But you can't, you can't use the excuse of, I had stuff going on in my life if you potentially committed a crime, uh, which is obviously even where NPR is sort of, um, you know, uh, debating in this back and forth. Here we go. Former White House aides of yours who tried to warn you about the potential conflicts of interest. Nobody warned me about a potential conflict of interest. Nobody warned me about that. And at the same time, George Kent. The State Department official yeah, but, testified that but, he raised it to you no, and your didn't staff, say to your me. staff. He did not to say your staff. I, I never, corrected. never heard that once. Okay, that's a ridiculous uh, semantic version of an argument, by the way, uh, because at the very least, it outs the fact that the staff, like they do now when they correct the president, whatever he says, 
doesn't care to give the president messages they've been provided. But again, this is NPR saying we we have some proof of some of the stuff we're saying to your staff and your staff told him he has no bandwidth. Well, my son was dying. I guess that's why he said it, because my son was on his deathbed. So that's the last part there where he goes, you know what? I had stuff going on with my son, uh, Bo Biden, who was dying of cancer. So I didn't I didn't have the ability to focus on this other stuff. As as sad as it is as a human being to say that, yeah, that must have been a horrible thing for any person to go through. It, you can't use those excuses as politicians in places that matter. And I play all of this just because uh, more so than anything else. I think it's interesting the way that news was willing to talk about and handle something a few years ago compared to now. Now you'll hear everyone anywhere say no proof, no proof. We have there's no reason for any of this to be going on. I will continue to say that uh, impeaching Biden, even just within the House, will feel like a, a you know, hollow win uh, because Biden is not a deeply popular president likely to be reelected here. I'll even play this, actually. This is current Biden uh, sitting next to his wife, uh, Jill Biden, and saying that he'll turn stuff over to her. And then you hear Jill say a thing that feels very similar to, you know, my staff doesn't tell me stuff that some people tell them I should know about that's important. Here we go. And um, with that, I'll turn it over to Joe. You did good things, Joe. <laughs> you did good things, Joe. And she pats him on the back and he smiles and she smiles. That's the president of our country sitting in front of cameras doing something that everyone everywhere in the world can see. I'm not saying that's not a thing that a wife doesn't do to a husband, but behind closed doors in a situation where maybe you're not embarrassing the guy who's supposed to be in charge of our country. That seems, it seems ridiculous. And they just both laugh like, ah, I did do a good job. Do I get a cookie now? Uh, that's, that's the world we're in. But again, uh, the more important, the focal point of all this, and actually I got a little Nancy Pelosi audio, but I'm going to save it. I'll play it a little bit later because she was pressed very hard on whether or not she thinks that Kamala Harris is the right running mate for Biden. Not even talking about Biden, but going the, the Harris road. And obviously even Pelosi is not willing to throw her uh, support out there, which I thought was interesting. But again, to go back to it, news media changes its narrative to fit the narrative of government. You know this, I know this. And there's no better demonstration of that right now than saying there's no proof of something that years ago they were questioning more than they do in this moment. Quick break, a lot more. Greg Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every single morning. I don't know why I was so entertained by this. There is a news report, uh, Cleveland's WJW-TV. Uh, they're probably always on your side or keeping a lookout for you or some version of that tagline. <laughs> well done, Matt. Uh, they covered a story of a uh, guy that threw a beer can 50 to 65 yards 
from one boat to a freight um, boat. It was, it's an amazing play. And I actually have the audio and the dude describing it on social media. Maybe I'll play that first. But what I like more is the news coverage of this event. But here, this is what actually happened. A friend of mine, there's a ship passing. He yells to the guy on the ship, hey man, want a beer? And he waves, he's like, yeah, I'd love one, but you can't make that throw. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Buddy of mine tosses me a a garage beer. I wind up and I put a seed right (laughs) on the guy. (laughs) Well, that's got a shot. The freight puts off the big uh, horn. Everything's crazy. This is all over social media. I don't know why I like this story, like I said so much. But then this is how news introed it uh, in Cleveland as they're talking about it. And remember, this is a, a Hall of Fame play, apparently, in the world of uh, football fan chucking a beer from one boat to another boat. And now he's on a very sacred list in Cleveland. The ultimate Cleveland Browns fan. Who comes to mind? Pumpkinhead bone lady and of course the big dog well it looks like there is a new legend emerging okay i gotta ask the question how proud would you be if you're on the same list as pumpkin head bone lady and the big dog i mean you're doing something right (laughs) (laughs) you're doing something i mean it's you're a fan you have a life you that's your purpose i mean who am i to judge i mean this guy throws a ball i think this is an awesome story because it's people just doing people things and people having fun and it's a little bit of joy and it's it's fun you know that's all it is but as far as the list you know it's a huge throw i don't think i can throw a beer can 50 to 65 yards i don't think i'll hit that on and it hit him right in the basket and i have a little bit more of the news coverage after now now, Gran, a lot of people are going to claim this is a slow news day and probably even me for playing this, but I'm too entertained by it. We submit for your nomination, Andrew Butts of Rocky River. <laughs> Andy was uh, out enjoying the Browns pregame festivities with his friends along the banks of the Cuyahoga River when a freighter rolls by. It was at that point where Andy was challenged to launch a can of beer to a willing receiver on the American Courage ship. Lo and behold, Andrew's cannon of an arm through the can spot on. Nailed it. Uh, again, what do we think of all this news coverage? I mean, look at this guy. He just knows he can make the throw. I mean, this is the, <laughs> he's a clutch person. He's a clutch. I he mean, is. his friends are watching. Everybody's True. watching. You know, yeah. if, if you miss it, you know, your life's over. You think you think you save this audio? You put it on something somewhere, I guess, or, or like save it digitally uh, nowadays and then just like play it every time anyone comes over? It's Man, the, the only news. thing I'm saying. Everything else I'm burning. <laughs> I'm burning the family albums. I mean, I, I want the kids to see this first. I mean, I love my Fantastic. folks, but this is the yeah. first thing you see when you're yeah. maybe born. <laughs> I don't know. You know, as soon as you I, come I out love of the, the world, idea of him bringing the kids around the television seeing like, look, at, uh, your father's famous. He's yeah. in the uh, Cleveland Brown Hall of Fame, or at least the Fan <laughs> Hall of Fame. It's the only legacy I have to offer you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we know who Pumpkinhead, Bone Lady, and uh, the other guy are, the big dog, or no? No. No idea. Okay. No. I have no idea who they are. I just like their names. I think it's fantastic. All right, moving on. <laughs> Some other things out there I saw. This is a list on social media that I don't think I would participate in uh, for a variety of reasons, but they ask you what's the weirdest way you've ever made money. Uh, that's the question. The weirdest way you've ever made money, and people put up all types of answers onto this. Uh, does anyone want to answer that question on this show before I say some of the ones that were most popular in social media? I'd rather not incriminate myself. <laughs> Jonathan, you got anything? Uh, no, no. Okay, all right, we're all pleading the fifth on this. Um, the, the way that I made money that I didn't think like I deserved to be paid for was any sort of thing I would do like for my family, like you know any of that stuff. I'll just put that out there because that's innocent. But people put all kinds of things. One person said that they they uh, 
volunteered to help somebody pass a drug test a certain way. Another person said that they uh, uh, let a guy on Craigslist shave their head for $600. I would not have done that. What's that? Whoa. So the guy paid him $600 to allow him to shave his head. (laughs) Nobody's touching what's left of my hair. I mean, that's all I was doing. (laughs) For 600 bucks? No. Okay. (laughs) It's not not coming back. I mean, I need it. Um, a, a quote of a local wannabe mayor paid someone to vote for him when he was 18 uh, so that he'd have a, a write-in name. Uh, and that guy made money doing that. I find that one pretty funny. Uh, playing a free mobile app game for a full year to level up an account and then selling it for $350. And then finally, one last one, somebody, someone who got hit by a car when they were 12 took a $20 bribe from a driver to not tell anyone and immediately bought candy with it. I guess they were okay. So the driver got out and like, I'm sorry, I just hit a kid with a car. Here's a 20. Are we good? And the kid's like, yeah, I'm good. Jeez, passed up free college for a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mistakes were made. Uh, one other thing I saw out there, I thought this was interesting. A woman said she wanted to have a kid-free wedding. And so instead of telling people that you can't bring your kids, she paid for a child care that would have been at a location separate of the reception. And she said people still got really mad at her. Uh, she put it up in one of my favorite places online, Am I the Jerk, on Reddit. And she asked the simple question, is she a jerk for wanting a kid-free party, uh, but not wanting to say that kids have to like stay home and you got to figure out travel without them? I've supplied the daycare for anyone that has kids that they're bringing along to my wedding. You got to tell people. like You got to put it on the invitation because parents don't want to hand their kids over to a complete that's stranger. That's true. And people understand because I know you know my, my wife and I, that's really weird to say. Um <laughs> Like, that's what we put on, because we didn't want little kids running around. You know, we, we yeah. made some exceptions, you know, for, for Rob Kendall. Uh, we allowed them to bring their kid if they had wanted. My my brother, my nephew, he was allowed to bring theirs. But outside of that, we were like, hey, if you have little kids, please don't bring them. We, we don't have a want party. kids crying yeah. during the ceremony. Yes. Yeah, you want to have as much fun as you can. I get it. Uh, I was at a kid-free wedding recently, and there were a couple people that were complaining in the back saying they didn't know how to handle it because, you know, they didn't want to set up the daycare or whatever. Uh, But I thought that if you set it up in advance, this is the best version of I'd rather not have, um, you know, a certain element of of disruption, as you just said, at my party, but I'm not going to leave you guys empty-handed. I'm providing something to you. But she said she got in a lot of trouble. A lot of people were mad. Thank you, Matt. Sunny, a high of 76 today. Right now, 52 in downtown Indianapolis. That temperature is brought to you by the American Standard Heating and Cooling Weather Center of 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Thrilled to be with you. Bunch of stuff to talk about, as always. Uh, The Megyn Kelly-Donald Trump interview is fascinating. There's a bunch of stuff in it that's very, very good. Uh, One of the first interactions that's back and forth, and yes, uh, Megyn Kelly and and former President Trump, they have a little bit of of history, uh, but both sit down, both do what I thought was a really intriguing, uh, vastly, I'll say this even before I hit play, vastly different interview than people give to Biden that are on the quote-unquote same side as Biden. Uh, people push and challenge Trump. Trump knows it when he walks into these rooms. He knows that Fox News is is going to go after him more than anyone on the left thinks Fox News will. He knows that Megyn Kelly's going to challenge him. And I think that he comes out as someone who's willing to go and answer those questions. And even if you don't love every answer that's provided, it's much, much better than the world of the, the current president having a predetermined list of people to call on to be like, all right, over here, over there. And that's it. I'm done. Not asking, not answering any questions. 
from anyone else. But first, let's get to this about the vaccine itself. Megyn Kelly asked Trump why there's a, in her opinion, sort of a varied message uh, on how Trump is proud of Operation Warp Speed. And that actually comes up later when they're talking about Fauci, uh, but is not necessarily uh, wanting to be tied as closely to, say, the Democratic position on the vaccine as um, maybe some are saying he should be, including, of course, uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis seems to think that that's one of the avenues to actually gain a lot more support within the Republican Party, attack Trump on COVID, attack Trump on lockdowns, all of that. Here's the first part of the exchange. People on the other side, I don't not my side, although probably there's some on my side, too. They said, you saved 100 million people because I got it done in nine months as opposed to five years to 12 years. A lot of people are proud of it. No, I'm not proud of it. I'm saying what Democrats think. Democrats. I get it. I mean, and I'm not, and I'm I'm not, not somebody I'm who not, denies some of the good yeah, that the vaccines yeah. did. I, I lived through that, too. But, yeah. of course, a lot of people have been vaccine injured. And that's one of the questions. Those people are mad that they were rushed through and that they can't sue. Well, I never gave mandates. And people have to make up their own, you know, make their own decision, as far as I'm concerned. Now, some places had mandates, very strong mandates. Uh, largely Democrat governors and probably some Republicans, et cetera, et cetera. But there are Democrats that say, why aren't you talking about that? It's one of the, they really believe strongly. One said, you say, and this is very smart people. They said, you saved a hundred million people. We're All right, let me stop it right there. Here's what I think is fascinating about this, about a bunch of the things that have happened, um, whether it was the sit down with uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, whoever uh, Trump is talking to, is it does seem that there's a shift in the desire to demonstrate to those who would be the quote-unquote independent, unlikely to vote for Trump people uh, that you hear about all the time. When someone goes beyond the election um, for the actual nomination, beyond the you know primaries themselves, and says Trump could never get elected, this is not my opinion, this is some opinions out there, could never get elected in the general election, too many people hate him, too many people are unwilling uh, to see any of the good that Trump may have done, uh, whatever they say about that. And these moments seem to be a desire to demonstrate a reason to go ahead and punch a ticket for someone if you're an independent or if you're someone that knows that Biden is a terrible candidate to be our next president. Is it a working um, a message on the conservative side of the aisle? Maybe not. I think that's what Megyn Kelly is getting at. And I'm sure a lot of people agree with some of the positions she's taking on certain aspects of this. But again, I don't think that Trump's um, a goal right now is to convince more conservatives that he's a person you should vote for for president. I think it's convincing anyone else that is, um, you know, apparently a difficult target uh, for him, according to some. And these are the I, the ways you, you get there. And I think that the support for Trump from the um, conservative side of the aisle is strong enough to weather any of this. That's my opinion. But this is something that's going viral and uh, DeSantis specifically put up on his uh, social media campaign. Now, about Fauci, I also thought this exchange was pretty interesting. Kelly trying to really press him on whether or not uh, he should have fired Dr. Anthony Fauci. And then throwing out something that I'll explain a little bit better in detail uh, that might seem like Trump is trying to evade the question. Fire Anthony Fauci uh, was because he'd been there for a long time, that you would have taken heat, that it would have created a firestorm, quoting your words. Then for the first time in May... I also said I didn't listen to him too much. I'm getting there. But then in in May, you started saying, well, he's a civil servant, so I couldn't technically. The truth is, though, not only did you not fire Fauci, who is loathed by many, many millions of Republicans in particular, but also some Democrats. By the way... You made him a star. You made him a star. This is the criticism of you. 
that you made him the face of the White House coronavirus task. You think so? That he was added. All right, hold on. I want to get to the rest of that back and forth. I think that's fascinating. But I love the do you think so from Trump because you have to remember the narrative with Fauci was that Trump and Fauci were absolutely at odds with each other every step of the way once Fauci became a prominent part of any of those. And I know that Trump's the president. He chooses who is there and who's not there at those, um, you know, daily press briefings for COVID. Uh, but the absolute truth is that behind closed doors and to the general public, the assumption was that they did not agree with each other. And uh, sometimes Fauci would say something. Trump would go up to the podium and say something different. Fauci would correct him. And then the few times that Fauci wasn't there, mainstream left-leaning crazy media went viral with, oh my God, Fauci's been silenced. Fauci's been silenced. So I actually think it's interesting to go this road, but here a little more. Every presser that he was running herd for the administration on COVID and that you actually gave him a presidential commendation before you left office. Wouldn't you like a do-over on that? Uh, I don't know who gave him the commendation. <laughs> I really don't know who gave him the commendation. Presidential commendation. One went I know, off Mark Somebody Miller probably too. handed him a commendation. He probably, but let me just tell you about <laughs> Fauci. Fauci was very important in the Biden administration, much less important. If you know, he didn't want to stop China. He wanted to let everyone come in from China. I stopped it. I overrode it. I overrode many of the things he did. He was much less important to me. Now, with that all being said, he's been there for years. He was respected. He lost a lot of the respect because of COVID, but he was respected. And on COVID, if you know what I did, I let the governors run their states. And many of the governors uh, opened up their states. Some of them didn't. I do think that that's an interesting point, too, with Trump, that he says that it really wasn't anything he did, even as Fauci was a prominent member of those daily task force. Uh, Trump never took any presidential action, any federal action to force things to go a certain way. And as far as that uh, accommodation goes, Trump did award or a press release by the White House that came out did award a lot of people presidential accommodations for Operation Warp Speed, not like a we're giving this to Fauci specifically. And a lot of names are on that list, including Dr. Anthony Fauci. Operation Warp Speed was a success. And what I mean by that is and this is what Trump is is, you know, um, struggling or maybe some think struggling with. Uh, he did uh, get a version of a vaccine out to the public. He did not intend for that to be a mandated vaccine. And it was in a lot of places much quicker than was likely to happen. Democrats uh, uh, hated the idea of Operation Warp Speed when it occurred. And then after it was done, obviously loved everything about it. But here's the thing, and this is the thing that's probably difficult for a lot of people, including myself sometimes, to accept and hear. Without the vaccine, the amount of um, left-leaning, uh, in-power people that would have kept things closed even longer would have been insane. So it's almost a, a darned if you do, darned if you don't situation, because if there was not a vaccine that hit the market as quickly as it did there wouldn't have been the excuse to do certain things. I'm not saying it was the right decision, but I am saying it's a decision that certainly seems to need a lot of context to decide how nuanced of a position was taken on it. All right, that was that was a bit longer than we meant to have. I'll take a break in just a little bit. Uh, we'll go straight to traffic first. Uh, after the break, I have a story that I really, really love uh, that I can't wait to talk about that's totally not any of this at all, uh, but it's about something that apparently social media is convinced men think about every day. No, it's not that. It's something else. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every single morning on this show. Um, I'm not going to make anybody admit it, 
but you probably knew somebody, if it wasn't you, that tried to use a fake ID at some point in college to get some liquor before you were 21 and allowed to get set liquor. I'm, I'm assuming we all have somebody who went this road at some point. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know if Matt wants to chime in at all with the yes to, or just played the fifth. It's totally fine. Uh, this video went viral. This is a guy 20 years old uh, that uh, thought maybe he'd take a very unique approach to trying to get the fake ID thing to work. And for some reason, his mom thought it was hilarious enough to go with it. Uh, his mom wears a wig and they say that they look similar. Yep. This is where I'm going with this. He tried to use his mother's ID to buy liquor. And the answer is he can. Uh, they didn't actually out the establishment that sold it to them, which is probably good for the establishment. Uh, but with the wig on and with all the certain things, the way that he tried to do them, uh, it was one of the funnier videos, I guess, that's gone viral recently on social media. And not usually a road people would think to go. You have an older buddy you look like or something else happens. This guy apparently can pull off being his mom. Well, you're breaking up a family here is what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> you, you go in and you get caught and you're talking to the police. They're like, how'd you get this That's idea? True. Well, my That's mom true. my mom gave it to me. And then yeah. they have to go talk to your mom. Next thing you know, DCS comes in and you're in the system. So, yeah, you want to stay That's away true. from no, that. That's true. No, I'm not encouraging us to commit yeah. any crimes. Don't do no. this here. No, 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 no. If mom was with him at the store, maybe there was some way for mom to be like, oh, no, it's just a joke and I'm trying to buy. I don't know. I don't know how you fix this. But I am amazed that it worked, or at least they claimed it worked. Uh, that part is is crazy, uh, but if you look at the video on social media, he does resemble uh, Ma when you put on the wig and everything else, um, which is which is impressive in and of itself. Good on uh, the ingenuity. He, that's amazing. Yeah, right. My thing is right. the voice. Oh like, uh, yeah. How did he sound like her? You know. Yeah, what I don't mean? know. Maybe maybe you barely spoke. Maybe you just like saw. I don't know. They, maybe that mom part's smokes. Not in video. Mom's a smoker, so it was easy. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> Another thing out there that I saw that I thought was funny uh, with just about a minute left here. Uh, there's a new trend on social media to ask men how often they think of the Roman Empire. I don't know if this is a tongue in cheek <laughs> joke or not, but apparently a lot of guys claim that we think about this a lot because it was a really sweet time in society, at least according to movies. Uh, movies like Gladiator show the cooler parts of living during the Roman Empire. I don't think about it every day. I assume you guys don't. But I do think this is pretty funny, and Gladiator is a great movie. Gladiator is a great movie, and yes. I do not think about the Roman Empire every day. <laughs> Matt, what, uh, be, both I, of those I mean, I'd love to be a Roman soldier. I mean, yeah. who, who doesn't? I mean, I think that would be what, what we don't think about the Roman Empire is, is yeah, they they built the aqueducts and had this great plumbing right. system, but they were still doing things in streets <laughs> before that. You know, it, it, it's all it is all so glamour when we think about some of these historical times. We, we didn't have toothpaste, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> You're right. Pros and cons, but Pros it did seem like an awesome time to be a hero fighting against an army way bigger than yours. All right, Matt, you got some traffic for us? go out and be a Roman gladiator today. Amen. That's, that's, that, that's my credo. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.